This podcast is brought to you by MediShare, affordable and biblical health care sharing. Visit MediShare.com slash unpacking it. You deserve affordable, reliable health care. It's MediShare. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. A show that brings meaning and purpose to the fantasy season. It's our hope to help you win your league. But more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast presented by MetaShare. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson with Harrison Zuckerberg, and we are your fantasy coaches here to encourage you and help you win while also finding meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. We won't always be right but we hope we'll be convincing. We're a part of the Unpacking It Podcast Network, and I'm coming to you from the Unpacking It Ministries studio here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we are live today for the first time on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast presented by MetaShare, and we are glad to be with you on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and, and so we appreciate any comments throughout the show. Uh, you can also share this and and let your leagues know, uh, or maybe you don't let your leagues know. No, you should let your leagues know uh, about this show, and so we appreciate that. And this is a a unique fantasy show as as we talk about Jesus, we talk about life, and we'll also give tips, advice, thoughts about the fantasy season. And so we've been with you all off season long as we've really talked about the draft and how to draft a, a great team. And now we will be with you throughout the season and throughout the fantasy playoffs as well and, and, and help along the way as we make lineup decisions and waiver wire decisions and potential trades. And, and really, it, it comes down to roster management. And so we will talk about that a little bit more uh, today on the show as each week we do a segment called uh, a breakout. And, and so a, a breakout really is the foundation for Fantasy Football Fellowship. It's, it's where we take fantasy concepts, relate them to the Bible, relate them to our own lives. And, and so today, we're going to talk about what happens after draft day and how that relates to our, our life with Jesus. And, and you can find out more about Fantasy Football Fellowship on our website, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. You can become a member for $10. You get access to all of our, our written content, videos, uh, throughout the season, and all of that content is really designed for you and your league to to go through during the season, to have discussions about fantasy, faith, and life. And so we've got questions, we've got challenges, and and some some really cool content that, that's unique uh, for your league. And and so you can find out more on fantasyfootballfellowship.com. And basically, we, we just encourage you to have league meetings throughout the season. And, and so it's like a, a small group meeting, uh, and, and, and we encourage you to, to check that out, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. Today on the show, we'll, uh, we'll talk about some of our, our favorite players 
heading into the season that may or may not be on our team. We'll also let you know what our what our entourage is, the guys that we are rolling with this year in fantasy, the guys we're most committed to, the guys that that we're relying on, the guys that make or break our our fantasy season. So we'll let you know who those players are. We'll let you know maybe a a, a player that we've already drafted that we're afraid we might regret. And so uh, we'll discuss that uh, as well. We'll do some uh, some streaming topics uh, today as well. You may be streaming a tight end. You may be streaming a quarterback this week. You're wondering, all right, what's a good matchup? Who do I go with uh, this week? And, and Harrison will uh, give you some thoughts on that. Before we say hello to Harrison, uh, I do want to thank our presenting sponsor, MediShare. If you're looking for an affordable, reliable healthcare option that you can trust, check out MediShare today metashare.com slash unpacking it metashare offers programs for every budget so if you're an individual a parent small business owner whatever metashare has options for you they've been awesome for my family and and the best part is members on average save 50 percent or more on their health care costs you can go to metashare.com slash unpacking it metashare.com slash unpacking it all right so I've got my final draft tonight, which will put me at five leagues that I've drafted, plus the Fantasy Football Fellowship 32 leagues, which I'm in both of those as well. So that puts me at seven this year, uh, which I'm excited about. But but I do want to encourage everybody to, to, to join our, our 32-team league. We still have spots available. And so if you want to be a part of Fantasy Football Fellowship with us, and, and compete against uh, me and Harrison and, and the rest of the Fantasy Football Fellowship community, the Unpacking It community, uh, go to unpackingit.com slash fantasy. Unpackingit.com slash fantasy, and you can join one of our 32-team leagues. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. So you own an NFL roster. We have a best ball league and, and then one that you actually manage uh, within that NFL's roster. So if you're the Panthers, you, you've got CMC, you've got Baker Mayfield, you've got DJ Moore. You don't have to wonder if DJ Moore is going to fall to the third or fourth round for you. You've got him already. You don't have to worry about getting lucky and, and getting that, that second overall pick, that first overall pick to have Christian McCaffrey. You get him if you're the Panthers. So that, that league, again, unpackingit.com slash fantasy. All right, Harrison, man, we are days away from the start of the NFL season. I had an awesome start to the college football weekend but uh, or season, and it was an awesome weekend. But now it is NFL time, Thursday night. How you feeling? What's the energy like uh, for for you and, and all your your leagues that you're you're gearing up for? I'm super excited. I cannot wait for there to be real NFL football played on the field. I know preseason happens, but it doesn't really count. It's not the same as Thursday night, first game of the season. Remember last year we got the amazing Cowboys Tampa Bay game. Got another great one start the season off this year. And college football, again, crazy weekend. I know you said App State, amazing game against UNC, but still college football just does not compare to the NFL when, you know, the lights come on, people are playing for the Super Bowl. It's it's unreal, and I cannot wait for it to start this week. That's right. And it's 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 so much different too, because when it kicks off, especially at one o'clock on Sunday, and all of a sudden I've got five fantasy leagues I'm keeping an eye on, and this guy scores, this guy scores. Oh no, this guy's injured. Oh no, that's a surprise player. We didn't expect him to start. All that happens. It's such a blast, and and so I'm I'm fired up about it. Well, since the last time we did this show, Harrison, I had two drafts. I've got one more uh, tonight. Tonight's more of a keeper league. I'll only be drafting three or four players. Uh, it's an auction league, which is which is always the best. Uh, but I did 
draft in the Unpacking It League last Tuesday night. And so we had a fun time uh, with some guys that jumped on the video call. And, and so my, my team came together uh, pretty nicely. I'm excited. So this is, this is a unique league to where we'll have three different divisions. Harrison has a division. I have one. And then Luke Heaton from the Unpacking It Live podcast has another league. And, and so the, the way it came out for me, Saquon Barkley, Travis Etienne, A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard, Damian Harris. So I got a lot of my running backs that I like. So I always like to build with running backs. And the, the big surprise for me, it was funny. I was talking to some of the guys on, on the, the video call, and I'm, I'm ripping on Aaron Rodgers, kind of laughing, like, ah, what a goofy offseason. Well, all of a sudden, he falls so deep in the draft, I took him. I took Aaron Rodgers. So I do have Rodgers on a fantasy team this year. And I'll talk more about the Packers in, in a little bit because I've, I've got kind of a, a take on them heading into the season. Um, but overall, uh, feeling good uh, getting those guys. Um, so you've got one more draft tonight. And you're, you're in an interesting league. And this, this league, tell us, it's, it's been around for a while. So this league's been around for a long time. I got added to it when I was about 11, 12 years old with a bunch of my dad's buddies from you know college, early roommates. Uh, and it's got some interesting rules to it. So the first one is, is that we have huge rosters. You draft four quarterbacks. So sometimes you're taking Geno Smith or Drew Locke, who won't even be playing, but they're on your roster. Six running backs, six wide receivers, two tight ends, two defense, and two kickers. And you're only allowed two waiver claims throughout the year. So you got to nail your draft. That is who you have for your team pretty much for the whole season. And scoring is really weird as well. You could call it a touchdown dependent league because everyone gets six points for touchdowns, but skill position players only get one point for every 20 yards they get, not 10 like most normal leagues, no PPR, and quarterbacks only get one point for every 50 yards passing. So you are pretty much banking that your guy is going to score a touchdown, which took me some time to adjust to. Last year, I took DJ Moore as my wide receiver three. I'm like, DJ Moore is going to be a top 15 receiver in every other league. I got him as my wide receiver three. This is going to be awesome. Well, until DJ Moore only catches three touchdowns and is pretty much like the wide receiver 50 in that league because you need touchdowns to win. You have guys like Hunter Henry outscoring a top 10 running back because he caught you know, 10 touchdowns on the season or wow. weeks where the fullback gets in, he's scoring more points than a receiver who had 120 yards and 10 receptions, which just makes no sense to me, but it's a super weird league to draft in. It's almost like a, you know, a lottery roll every year of who's going to win. Cause if you have the number one QB, you pretty much win. Or if you have a tight end that catches double digit touchdowns, you pretty much win the league. So it's, it's really interesting and there's never any changes made. One year I suggested we switch to add a flex position instead of three wide receivers, and it was just unanimous, no, we're not changing it. No oh. scoring changes, no roster changes. We're doing it the way we've been doing it for the last 30, 40 years. Wow. Okay, so two big take. well, three big takeaways. One, I'm not real interested in that kind of league. That's a, that's a tough league. That, that's, that's hard for me to, to, to be excited about. But once you're in, you're kind of in. Um, the, the second thing is it's cool that you joined your dad's league. And, and so that's another wonderful thing about fantasy football is when we can get our kids involved and you got to find the right age to where they actually can keep up with it. They understand, you know, some level of the sport and, and can even manage their own team. I think, I think it's, it's cool to, to involve your kids at the right age as far as, Hey, this is my fantasy team. Who do you think I should start this week? You know, expose them a little bit to fantasy football. 
But sooner, sooner, sooner than later, get them their own team. Let them manage their own team, even if they fail a little bit. And don't you can't help them too much. I don't know how much your dad helped you early on, but you got to take ownership of that team at a, at a young age. So I, I love that. Um, and this is what's going to keep fantasy football continuing to uh, to grow more and more as more and more generations come uh, and play it. Because like my dad was a little bit older and didn't he never got into fantasy football uh, kind of in this new era. Uh, I think he played a little bit old school, but uh, now, the, like now in today's world, I mean, kids, we we did a, a league in my church. We had 10, 11, 12 year olds, a part of our league as well, uh, which is cool. So that's exciting. That gives me uh, some hope for the, the fantasy future, which is awesome. The last thing I will say, Harrison, this is a major problem in, in the fantasy world. Some of us have been playing for a long time. So I've been playing 19 years. Well, people that have been playing that long or longer get stuck in their ways. They like a certain, they like familiarity. Maybe they don't really like a lot of change in life. And so that filters into their approach to fantasy football. But I must say, I'm a traditionalist in a lot of ways, but I love adapting to the changes in fantasy football. If we can make it more competitive, more strategic, more interesting, I'm all for it. I like league change. I like league tweaks. I like to try things. If it doesn't work, great. We change it back. We, you know, do something different. Um, but but we can't be to me that you got to be flexible in in fantasy football because there there have been so many new ideas like this year we're trying with unpacking it we got three different divisions where where we'll have one champion that's an awesome idea I don't know if it's going to work we'll see how it all plays out but I'm excited about it so anyway that's my uh, my my take on your uh, unique league yeah I mean it's interesting for me I like that it's so unique because the only league that I have that's like this. So instead of being in, you know, when you're in six fantasy leagues, if you're just in another league that's copy and paste the True. same PPR, you know, flex spot, ESPN, standard scoring, Yahoo, it gets a little boring because you're doing the same thing over and over. But when you have one league that's completely different, that you have to get into a completely different mindset and game plan for, it makes it fun, interesting every year, allows you to take some guys that you wouldn't normally take, you know, because of the scoring being so weird. So I, I like it. I like having one league that's old school, really different. That's cool. No, I'm with you. And I, I am in one sp specific league that's really unique. We we keep 13 out of 16 players. We have an, an auction draft, a salary cap. So guys can only stay that price for two years. Then they get reset. So it's dynasty. It's keeper. It's it's auction. It's very, very, very interesting. And we're going to add a little wrinkle this year. If you don't spend all your auction dollars, that converts into waiver dollars for that season. So we're trying something new that I even thought of yesterday. So uh, that, that we're adapting. So anyway, that's a, that's a fun part of fantasy. Try some different things. Um, you just got to get your league on board. So if you have a bunch of uh, curmudgeons, it's tough. It, it can be, I'm in a league like that too. I've been trying to, I, we wanted an extra flex this year. Couldn't even pull, pull, pull a vote for that. Um, all right. We're going to jump into some fantasy uh, topics for this, this week and this season uh, as we are days away. And we're going to do some quick hitters to start things off. And I want to begin, we've talked a lot about the teams that we've drafted over the last couple of weeks, but Harrison, I'm wondering who is the, the one player, maybe your favorite player who you expect to have a big season, but he did not end up on any of your teams so far. The one guy for me is Russell Wilson. I've gotten pieces at every position in the Denver offense, receiver, running back, but I haven't gotten the guy himself, Russell Wilson. And I know it's just because I, I don't really like taking quarterbacks super high. If I am, it's going to be someone like Josh Allen or Justin Herbert, not Wilson. But the other thing that you know really makes me laugh about Russell Wilson this season is everyone thinks he's going to be great for fantasy. 
but no one seems to like Russell Wilson anymore because he's just a weird guy. He's a quirky guy. He has the whole, you know, Mr. Unlimited thing, showing up to practice in his own jersey. Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, But you got to love how great of a marketer he is and how he builds his brand because he has everyone in the world now saying Broncos country, let's ride. Have you seen all the clips of college football teams and NFL teams going, Buckeyes Nation, let's ride. Longhorn Nation, let's ride. Oh, no. Everyone hates on him for all the shenanigans he pulls and how weird he is, but he's setting trends all over the place. He knows what works. He knows how to connect to the people. So that's my one little bit on Russell Wilson. You can hate on him all you want, but you're copying his intros and you're copying his you know social media posts a week later. So are you out <laughs> on Russell Wilson? I don't really know. All right, so... I will I will add, we'll do this throughout the season. We'll always do a segment, I'm convinced of something. He, here's what I'm convinced of. I'm convinced the Broncos will be this year's Rams team in fantasy. I don't know if Denver will win the Super Bowl. I think they'll, they'll be in the mix and, and have a chance to do it. But last year, people overlooked Matthew Stafford. They overlooked Cooper Cup. You could get him in the third, fourth round. To me... There's a similar, like people have been thinking about Denver, but still not, not paying a big price for him. I mean, I got Russell Wilson a little bit later. He's, he is on my team. I'm excited about it. Even Cortland Sutton, you can get him just a little bit later in drafts and he has the potential to be a top five wide receiver this year. And, and so I'm, I'm convinced of that. I, I'm still shocked that Javante Williams continues to slip in drafts. I'm, I'm completely out on Melvin Gordon. I know people continue to, well, he's going to take a lot of the carries. No, he's not. Javante Williams is that good. And they're going to be running the ball. They're going to have Russell Wilson in space, throwing the ball to Sutton, throwing the ball to Judy. This is going to be a great offense. And, and they're going to, I think, overachieve the way that the Rams did last year. And they're going to be one of the special teams uh, throughout the season. All right. As far as a player I, I wish I had on my team that I think is going to have a big year, A.J. Brown. I think the, the, the big contract, the Eagles going all in on him, they're going to really build their passing game around him. Um, Goddard should be fine, too. I, I missed out on him as well. Uh, but I really, I, I just, I think A.J. Brown is an elite, elite talent. They're going to find ways to get him the ball. And he will be much better in Philadelphia than he was in Tennessee. And when healthy, he was awesome in Tennessee. Just been the injuries. Um, so I think he's going to have a, a monster season. And I'm, I'm bummed I don't have him. Uh, he, he's just, he just never landed for me. Never landed. All right. Who is the next question? The player who could make or break your season, Harrison, somebody that you did draft that uh, we'll see, see make or break. One guy for me is Rashad Bateman. And that's because I'm really depending on him in the leagues that I have him to be, you know, a solid wide receiver two for me, or maybe even a wide receiver one. I think he has the upside in the Baltimore offense to be a top 15 wide receiver this year. But there's also the chance that this team just becomes really run heavy. They only throw to Mark Andrews. They throw to Isaiah Likely, just all the tight ends. And Lamar takes the rushing touchdowns. And, you know, we just don't see the receivers get a lot of work. Last year, Hollywood Brown had a great season. But the two seasons before that, we were hoping for a Hollywood Brown breakout. And it just didn't happen because they didn't throw the ball enough. You know, I really like Rashad Bateman. I think he could be great. But there is a world where, you know, he just doesn't get the touchdowns to fall his way. He doesn't get the volume because of the other weapons in the offense, and he's not the stud that I think he's going to be. I, I hope he's awesome. I've, I've got him as well, and I'm excited about him. The the player that that will make or break my season, Travis Etienne. I've, I've got him in a couple of leagues. I took him fairly early 
uh, to, to, to secure him. But there's a lot going against him, too. It's risky. Coming back from the, from the Liz Frank injury, which we joked about last week, um, James Robinson should be back in, in the mix. He's been awesome. James Robinson's a great running back. So, so how much does he take away from, from ETN? You know, we're, we're buying into the connection between Lawrence and his former, former teammate, ETN. And, and so I'm, I'm all in on that potential. But what if Trevor Lawrence doesn't take the next step that I'm expecting him to, to take? And, and what if Doug Peterson isn't that, that, that same Super Bowl winning level coach that he was in Philadelphia and just doesn't work in Jacksonville? So there are some concerns there. But if ETN does hit and all of those things are true, and it is Super Bowl winning head coach. It is, you know, unbelievable connection from college with those two guys at Clemson. And ETN just lights up the fantasy world. I'll be loving life. He's catching a ton of balls out of the backfield, gets into the end zone, those big 60-yard plays. I think it's all possible. Uh, and that's what I'm, I'm counting on. Um, all right. One pick that you might regret this year. Uh, I'll jump in real quick. For me, it's it's Tony Pollard. I, I reached for him a little bit, and I'm buying this whole world that that Ezekiel Elliott just fades out. We saw it last year. We saw Pollard. We saw the potential. We, we saw a taste of it. And I thought, all right, Dallas, go all in on Pollard. They've yet to do it. All the reports are, no, Zeke's still our guy. He's still our guy. He stinks, but he's still our guy. So if, if, they, if they're so stubborn and they stick with Zeke when they have a more talented running back just waiting in the wings, then it'll hurt me. But if they finally unleash Pollard the way that they should, oh, baby, here we go. Here we go. I'll have a good fantasy season. Who's the who's the guy for you that you you might regret? You might regret. The guy for me that I might regret is J.K. Dobbins. I only have him in one league, but it's starting to scare me at this point that he is questionable for week one. We don't know, you know, how recovery is from the injury. There's drills of him, you know, participating in practice, but then limping back to the sideline after he gets out of the play in practice, which is not promising. They sign Kenyon Drake. Mike Davis is there. You know, I think yeah. he could catch on eventually, but it might be scary for the first couple of weeks of the season, not really knowing if I should start him. If, is he going to play? If he does play, is he only getting five carries because they're working him back? I could regret taking J.K. Dobbins. Uh, but, you know, hopefully my running back depth that I have in that league where I own him will will help me start the season. You know, I avoided that Ravens backfield, so I'm, 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 I'm out on it. However, I did draft Lamar Jackson, so I do have him in one league. That was my last draft uh, Sunday night. So. Um, we'll see. Um, so I'll be rooting for Lamar to run the ball. Go, go Lamar. Um, all right. My favorite, well, there's our last question. Your favorite pick. This is just be kind of random. Just the guy you're just excited about. For me, it's Josh Palmer, a guy that I would get late in drafts. I think I've had him in two leagues and I just love the chargers this year. I'm all in. And unfortunately, so is everybody else. And so it was hard to get guys, uh, from the chargers, uh, but to be able to get Josh Palmer as a third wide receiver, if anything happens to Mike Williams, if anything happens to Keenan Allen, Palmer is ready to roll. Coming into his second season, he, he showed, he flashed, as we like to say, last year. We saw what he's capable of, and, and that offense is unbelievable. So I'm excited for Palmer. It may take till later in the season where he really gets his chance, but I even think early in the year, there's some flex potential, some flex potential certain weeks where, where the Chargers really light it up. Uh, which they should all season. Who's your favorite pick this year? My favorite guy I've taken in the last round of every draft is Kenneth Gainwell. And I'm starting to be even happier about this pick now that Miles Sanders is still not ready to go for week one. He's got the hamstring. Always want to avoid hamstrings. Never never a good thing to uh, draft running backs with hamstring issues. So if he is out, bending consistent, 
Kenneth Gainwell is the young, talented guy. Great receiver. Come on, Philly. You're going to have a great offense. Throw the ball. Give it to Kenneth Gainwell. Starting running back as a last-round pick. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for it this season. I was finally able to snag him. So I've got him in one league. So I'm, I'm excited about him as well. All right. We're going to hear from Harrison in just a moment. We're, we're going to share what our, our entourage is this year, the guys that we're relying on the most. Uh, we'll also take a look at this first week of the season and, and a couple guys to uh, to stream or some lineup decisions that we'll have to take a look out uh, as well, uh, look out for. Um, but I do want to jump in right now to this week's breakout topic. And over the last you know couple of months, all of the focus has been on the draft. And we've talked about the draft. And, and here at Fantasy Football Fellowship, we talk fantasy. And, and during our breakout, we, we take a fantasy concept Related to our own lives, related to the Bible, and and so when we think about the draft, you know, all over the last couple of weeks, it's all right. I, I've got to get the best players. I've got to get good value. I've got to know. Okay, is this guy going to slip to you know the sixth round? And and so we do all of our research. We we put all of this emphasis on draft day, and it's one of the best days of the year, right? You've got Christmas, your birthday, Easter, and fantasy draft day. And if you're if you're lucky enough to be in a couple of leagues that that really do it up for for draft day, then you get a couple extra days. It's nice. Um, it's almost like it, you know, in the old days they used to have days of, of feasts. We got to get back to that, like a whole fantasy feast of a, of a week of drafts. That's what we that's what we really need. Uh, the finest meats and cheeses in all the land. Um, but but anyway, we we put such a focus on the draft in order to set up our season, right? And and I'm one that that does think it's very important to draft well. I know that you can make up for it during the season and you know picking up some waiver wire guys. Eli Mitchell was a, a, a waiver wire darling after week one last year. And, and so it can happen, but you got to have your foundation. And, and so you know last year I had Austin Eckler, Cooper Cup that I drafted. Those guys took me to the championship because that's who I, that's who I had on my, on my team in, on draft day. And so there is there's there's great importance on on what happens on draft day. But guess what? The draft is over. Now the season begins. And as as critical as as it is to to have draft day, now it is about waiver wire. Now it is about the lineup. Now it is about continuing to put in the effort. And 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 here's the deal. We enter our fantasy leagues uh because we know someone and it's really, it's not based on any qualifications. We're just in a fantasy league, right? With our buddies, the, 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 our family, people at church, and, and we, we love it. And, and so we're in. We're in the league. We've done the draft. And now the season begins. And, and so because we love fantasy football, we're going to continue to make adjustments throughout the season. We don't just, oh, okay, I drafted my team and then forget about it. No, no, no. Now we continue to watch football, keep up with our roster, make trades, and we, we put the effort in. All right, what does this have to do with our own lives? Well, the, the most important day for us in, in life is the day of surrender, the day where we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the day that we say, I can't, I can't do this on my own. I can't save myself. Jesus, you are who you said you are. You, you are the, the, you are God, you are fully man, you came to earth, you, you lived, you died on the cross, you rose again, and you have invited me to know you, to follow you, and, and, and your death and resurrection was in place of me. And so the day that we receive that grace, the, the, the day that we acknowledge 
who Jesus is and, and, and confess with our mouth and, and believe in our heart. That's the day of salvation for us. That, that's the, the, the best day we're in, right? We are, we are in with Jesus for eternity from that day forward. And, and so, period. It's not based on our qualifications. It's nothing we ever did. It's nothing we will do. It's what Jesus did. But now, at not no but, but just as, as we go on, as we move forward, we continue, because we love Jesus, we continue to live for him. We continue to put the effort in. We continue to seek him. We continue to, to obey. We continue to, 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 to seek his will for our lives. And so we don't just, all right, well, I, I'm saved, and I'm going to go do whatever I want, and okay, that was a, that was a cool day, and now I'm going to go uh, this other direction. It's just like, a dra- oh, I drafted my fantasy team. Now I'm going to forget about it. No, no, no. Now, now, the, now the fun begins. The life with Jesus begins. We're, we're on this adventure every day. It's a daily surrender. It's a daily uh, dying to ourselves and saying, all right, God, you take over. You're, you're in charge. What, what, what direction do I go? How, give me the strength to obey. Give me the strength to love others well. And, and so it is about living th- this holy life. And, and, and continue, not, we're not earning salvation. We, we, we've got salvation. But but now we are are working it out and 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 we're we're living for him and so, of course, this is the most important thing as it says in First Corinthians uh, fifteen. Uh, Paul writes, "I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the Scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scripture said." And so that's the good news. And and so we don't stop there. And in Colossians, it says, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. And so each day as we, uh, we do what, what God asks us to do, what he requires of us, we, we rest in his grace, we rely on his strength, to enable us to, to handle all the challenges that we will face. And, and so we can, we can pray this prayer uh, that, that Paul wrote in a letter to, uh, to the Colossian church. He says, we ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. And so that's the life that we're in now. It's, it's, we're in the season. The season has begun as followers of Jesus, right? We, we cling to, to, to draft day, so to speak, salvation day. We, we never forget that. We, we live in thankfulness of that day. But, but, but now, now the season has started. And there are adjustments that need to be made in our lives. So we continue to make those. We continue to allow God to transform us, renew us, renew our minds, change our heart. It's an ongoing process throughout the rest of our life here. And so it started on, on draft day, salvation day, and continues to play out. And so let's continue to you know, put the effort in. It take, we got we to we choose, choose Jesus each day, choose to read his word, choose to pray, choose to rely on him, um, not just sit there and say, oh, draft day, that was fun. No, now, now, now it begins. And many days, it is, it, it, it's, it's, a hard, it's, it's a hard life at times. Uh, as we as we follow after Jesus, this world is hard. There's suffering. There's persecution. There's just things that are are difficult. Um, but we persevere. We endure as we as we trust Jesus 
day to day. So that's this week's breakout topic. And you can read more about this topic and get questions and a challenge and a prayer uh, by going to fantasyfootballfellowship.com. Become a member today. Uh, it's $10. It supports our ministry. Uh, and then you get access all season long uh, to fantasy content, faith content, faith and fantasy content. You get it all. So uh, check that out, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. All right, Harrison, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring you back on. And so now that, that draft day is over, the season begins, and, and we talked about a couple of the players that, that were excited that we, we drafted, but ultimately you and I have landed on, on a few players that we have in multiple leagues, and we'll call it our entourage. Guys that, uh, you know, we're just, we expect them to, to take us to the top. We're relying on them all season long. Um, these are the guys we're, we're rolling with. And, you know, everybody needs a good, good entourage, right? Got to have your, you got to have your boys. Who are your boys? Who are you counting on? Uh, so let me hear your, your entourage. Give me, give me a few of your guys this year. Going to give you my three guys this year, one at each position. We got Mike Williams at wide receiver. Second year in a row, we're sticking with him. He was good to us last year. He's going to be good for us, even better again this year. We got Trey Lance at quarterback, going to break out. I don't care about the Jimmy Garoppolo staying with the team. Trey Lance is the guy. He's going to have an amazing season. And then we got Saquon Barkley, you know, the quad god himself coming back. He's not injured anymore. Going to have another breakout season and remind people why he was one of the best running backs in the league a few years ago. <laughs> All right. I'm in on Barkley as well. Uh, but my entourage comes out like this. At running back, I've got DeAndre Swift. And I've been watching Hard Knocks. He's awesome. The Lions are awesome. I'm in. And there was a, a moment in, I don't know, episode two or something where Swift missed the hole. He, he made the, the wrong read. And he goes to the sideline, Deuce Staley, coaches him up. And, and is, I forget exactly what he said. But you, you got to hit the hole. You got to hit the hole. Just go for it. Go for it. And on like the next play, Swift did what he was supposed to do. He responded to the coaching. I loved it. I'm in. I mean, he had a big play. It was preseason. But but this is this is the type of talent that he is. He's only going to get better. He's still young. He's right in his prime. I think this is a mon like last year was good. He had a very good year. I think he goes, he steps it up even more because the Lions are going to be better. So anyway, I'm in on Swift. Got him in a couple leagues. Uh, everybody knows I love AJ Dillon. I reached for him a little bit uh at times, but but I'm I'm in on him. I think he'll he'll be more reliable from start to finish than even Aaron Jones. But but AJ Dillon's gonna be awesome. And then tight end. Uh, I was in on these guys last year. I'm back. They're still in my entourage. I'm loyal to them. Cole Komet and Pat Fryermuth. So both those guys are in multiple leagues for me. Um, and then two guys a little bit newer to the entourage this year, Hunter Renfro and Kirk Cousins. So these guys get overlooked for one reason or another. Maybe it's their personalities. I don't know. But these guys get overlooked. But I, I've been able to snag them in a couple leagues, and I'm, I'm going to ride them uh, ride them to the top as well. Uh, in the fantasy standings. So there you go. There, there's our entourage uh, heading into the season. And, and I'm going to give you one last chance, Harrison, to get one kind of hot take, one bold prediction. We call it I'm convinced. Um, I told you about my Broncos, not my Broncos, the Broncos, my, my take about the Broncos earlier. But what are you convinced of as we're days away from the season? I'm convinced that the Saints are going to win the NFC South. I don't think it's going to be the Bucs. I know you're a fan of the Panthers. You know, Saints have been a weird team last year, and we were out on them to start the season. But just looking at the talent on this roster, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I believe in Jameis Winston for this season. I believe in the defense. 
I believe in all the playmakers on offense that they have. I think they're going to win the division and going to be, you know, last year the 49ers were a team that no one was really betting on to make a Super Bowl run. And then they did because of the coaching, because of the defense, you know, guys stepped up in certain scenarios. I think that's going to be the Saints this season. So, yeah, I'm out on the Saints. I, I think Chris Olave could could be a nice. He, he was a lot, of, a lot of people took him late. He's the one guy in New Orleans that I'm I'm kind of intrigued by. But um, the the one other thing I'm convinced of is I'm convinced the Packers are going to be a really surprising team in fantasy this year. And it's a it, my my take is a little vague, but but to me it's going to be surprising if. Like people are going to be surprised that Aaron Rodgers finishes as a top five quarterback because nobody drafted him that way. Or we're going to be surprised that Devontae Adams was so critical to Green Bay that this offense absolutely implodes. Like, like one of those scenarios to me is going to happen. And then I think a lot of people are going to be surprised if A.J. Dillon actually takes over and Aaron Jones takes a step back. Like people, people are going to go, oh, wait. They spent all the money on Aaron Jones, but why are they giving A.J. Dillon all the goal line carries? People are going to be surprised by that. People are going to be surprised that that Romeo Dobbs gets more catches than Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins um, because people are thinking, well, Sammy Watkins, number, former number one uh, first-round pick and all this kind of – there's just going to be surprises across the board. And I'm not necessarily convinced of what those are going to be. I just know that Green Bay is wide open. And it's crazy that one player leaves – but it creates all this confusion. All, and, and so we're going to get to the end of the season. We're going to go, wow, this happened? Wait, Romeo Dobbs was better than Christian Watson? Or wait, uh, uh, Randall Cobb's not even, he doesn't even play anymore? Like all these things are possibilities. So that's my uh, confusing, I'm convinced take. Any any thoughts on that? <laughs> I like it. I think it's I think it's a good take because, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, is it Romeo Dobbs? Is it Alan Lazard? Is it Randall Cobb? People forget that Sammy Watkins is on this team, to be honest. People forget that Robert Tunyon caught 10-plus mm. touchdowns a couple of years ago and then was just injured last year. It's not like he had a bad season. He was injured. And he's going as like the tight end 20 right now in leagues. So I think it's going to be, you know, good and bad surprises. Someone's going to step up and have a monster season. And, you know, it could be, we, we have no idea. It could be someone not even on the roster yet. Like how Odell yeah. had a great season for the Rams last year, but didn't start the season. He started the season on the Browns. It, it, we really have no idea what's going to happen in Green Bay. That's right. That, no, I, I, that's a good point with Tunyon because uh, he could end up being a great tight end. He was a couple years ago. Remember, he surprised everyone a few years ago. That could definitely be the case again. Um, all right, we, we got to wrap up uh, here today. We're going to be with you each Tuesday throughout the season, 1045 Eastern to about 1130 Eastern. Um, and so uh, for those of you that, that always listen to the podcast, uh, keep listening to the podcast. Uh, but we'll also be live for those that want to ask questions and engage uh, on the live show. Uh, so you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, just search Fantasy Football Fellowship, and and you'll find us. Um, all right, we haven't even really had time to talk talk lineups and, and maybe streaming options uh, this week. But uh, maybe, Harrison, if you want to give us a, a quarterback, if, if somebody said, hey, I, I punted on quarterback, I waited to the last minute, who should I stream this week? And, and same with tight end, which is pretty familiar or a common strategy, I should say. Uh, who are those names you're you're keeping an eye out for this week? So QB, I'm going to go with either Jameis Winston versus the Falcons or Carson Wentz versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, Tight revenge end. game. Yeah. Revenge game. Mm -hmm. 
Tight end, if you if you need a tight end, I'm going to go with Austin Hooper versus the Giants. I think he could be a safety blanket for Tannehill in the first game with you know all the uncertainty they have at receiver. And then running backs and receivers that you might need, you know, go with either of the Baltimore guys if J.K. Dobbins is out. So Mike Davis or Kenyon Drake probably will split work if J.K. Dobbins is out. I think you could also go with J.D. McKissick, again, going against Jacksonville. Bad defense will probably split carries with uh, Antonio Gibson for the first week of the season. And then if you need a receiver, you know, Wandale Robinson right now has gotten a lot of hype in training camp as sort of buried on the depth chart. Sterling Shepard and Kadarius Toney are both questionable. If they both, you know, sit out week one, Wandale's pretty much the number one guy there in the Giants offense. I think he could get a lot of work week one if you need a receiver to start. Uh, and then one other guy, I think Jalen Tolbert, going to be the number two receiver wa- locked in for Dallas this week, going to be in a high scoring game against uh, Tampa Bay. I think, you know, he's a guy that could end up with, you know, six receptions for 70 yards, maybe a touchdown in that number two role there in Dallas to start the season. All right. I'll give you something to look out for in the first game. Bills and Rams. Who's going to be the number three wide receiver for the Bills? Isaiah McKenzie, a little banged up. I think he's going to be okay. Is he truly going to be that third guy over Jamison Crowder? And I've liked Jamison Crowder over the years. He's had some monster fantasy weeks and some pretty good seasons over the years. Everybody's talking about Gabe Davis. Does he live up to the hype from from the start? Because you've drafted him. I I have him as a number two wide receiver in a league. Will he live up to it? Or will it be spread out a little bit more, including that third wide receiver or even that fourth wide receiver? What does this offense look like? It's a new offensive coordinator. I'm sure they'll be running a lot of the same stuff. But what new tweaks and what new players will be uh, a part of that? And same with the backfield. I like the value of Devin Singletary. I actually didn't draft him in any, any league, though. Um, and so does James Cook come in as a rookie and does he get some catches out of the backfield like we kind of wondered and thought or is Singletary even more relied on this year? So a lot to look out for in Buffalo because Buffalo is, again, one of those teams that could be so important to the fantasy, uh, your fantasy season um, just because of, of the weapons there. Um, and and kind of same with the Rams. Does Allen Robinson start from the get-go? Boom. Is he great? Is he great week one? Uh, will they try to feed him, get him involved early? Uh, and does Cup pick up where he left off? So a lot to look out for even in in, in game one. So uh, it's going to be fun. We will be back next Tuesday to talk all about it. I can't wait. I cannot wait for Thursday night, Sunday all day. Monday, I think we have a doubleheader. P- Peyton and Eli are doing one of the games at least. So it's going to be great. And we'll talk about it Tuesday, 1045 Eastern. He's Harrison Zuckerberg. I'm Bryce Johnson. This has been the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. We're fantasy managers who follow Jesus. We believe in the good news that he died on the cross for our sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, we've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join us as we live life as fantasy football managers who follow Jesus together. Have a great week. Enjoy the football madness. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, and we will talk to you next week right here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast presented by MediShare. Be sure to check out our website, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. If you want to join one of our leagues, there is still time. Unpackingit.com slash fantasy. Unpackingit.com slash fantasy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening. 